Anyone want to wade or swim across that river? I don't think so. But when Debbie and I visited Israel and stood in this place, place where Jesus is reported to have been baptized, and I was watching this river, I thought of the scripture for today in Deuteronomy. And as I looked across that river, I thought about how it must have been back then. Because Bible scholars tell us that back then the river didn't look like this. It looks like this now because of irrigation has taken a lot of the water away. But back in Joshua's time, the river was two miles wide, 75 feet deep, and 31 miles long. And it flooded every rainy season. The Bible says that the first person to cross that two-mile-wide raging river in Joshua's time was one of the priests that was carrying the Ark of the Covenant that contained the Ten Commandments. Such a prize item to be carrying into that muddy river. But the Bible says that as that priest took each step, the river slowed, the water decreased, and eventually the ground dried. And the people of Israel walked across that as dry land. You know, can you imagine that person, that priest, carrying that precious load? Even knowing God's commandment, what it must have been like to take those early steps. Forty years previously to that time, the people of Israel had also approached this location. But that time they'd sent spies across this river, and they came back saying that across the river were tall, armed men. And instead of trusting in God at that time, those people chose to turn around and wander in the desert for 40 years. I said, really? Really? They had seen God part the Red Sea, drowned the Pharaoh's army, provide them manna every day, guide them through the desert, and bring them up to here. And they're saying a couple of tall guys with swords and shields was too much for God. That's an amazing lack of trust in God. But the second time the Israelites approached this location, they did so in faith. The second time they approached this location, they kept their eyes on the Ark of the Covenant and those Ten Commandments that represented God. The second time they came to this location, they trusted God and they crossed and into an amazing future. Like those Israelites, we must also keep our eyes on and our trust in the Lord. In our lives, we are going to have raging rivers of problems. We are going to face difficulties that we think maybe are too much. We will think of them as challenging as this river was to the Israelites. It's going to require us to take steps of faith to face that metaphorical raging river. What is impossible with man 
is possible with God. I have seen that new beginning here at Bee Creek United Methodist Church. And I am proud of what I've seen with that new beginning and that trust. I have seen us live into the statement, Bee Creek UMC is a community where imperfect people are transformed by the perfect love of God and change the world together. Yes, we are facing uncertainty and challenges. There have always been people who want to go backwards instead of forwards. But one thing I know, any difficulty we face, if we face it together with a trust in God, we can move forward. And I've seen that in what's already happened here in this church. I've seen it with people stepping up to teach Sunday school, to, <clears throat> to, to do ushering, to read scriptures, to help with the pharmacy, to work in the gym, and to do all the other many things we have. Certainly, we still face some great needs in terms of helping people helping and volunteering here. But I believe that like the priest in Life of River, as each of us take a step and more people join with us in this endeavor, eventually this raging river, which we call a new beginning, will slow and dry and will move forward to an amazing future as well. There will also always be uncertainty in this world. And we, like the Israelites back in Joshua's time, need to prepare for that and be ready in our personal lives and in church lives for what is to come. There are three things we can do that helps with that preparation. The first thing is to be ready by reading the Word of God. We must keep our eyes on God. One of the best ways to do that is to seek the Word of God. Going backwards. The basis of how we grow in faith is reading the Bible. I have a friend that once told me when he sees a person with a Bible that is tattered and torn, that he knows it belongs to a person whose life isn't tattered and torn. I believe that. The children, who, the people who read daily, and study daily the Bible are the ones that are helping prepare themselves for what's to come. If you're not into reading the Bible now, I urge you to do it. Choose a morning or a time that's convenient for you. But if we can get into reading the Bible and reading the Word, we will be helping prepare ourselves for what's to come. Second of all, seek good friends that share your faith. That is one of the things that can be most helpful as we face the raging rivers and challenges in our life. Jesus chose, first thing he did was choose 12 people to join with him, to go with him on every journey he took. If it's good enough for Jesus, it's certainly good enough for us. I would urge you, if you don't already have one or have something like that to belong with, ask around and see or organize. There are small groups, which are small groups of people to get together. There are fourth-day groups, which are people who have been on the walk to Emmaus. There are Bible study groups you can do. There are dinner groups you could organize. There are just many things you can do, but the most important thing is 
to have an association, it doesn't have to be your exclusive association, but have an association with people that help you and support you and prepare you for those raging rivers. Third thing you can do is to simply keep your eyes on God, just as the Israelites kept their eyes on the Ark of the Covenant that represented God. You know, on the Sea of Galilee, when the disciples saw only the wind and the waves that were coming, what God did, what Jesus did, was keep his eyes on God. When Jesus was criticized by the Pharisees, he didn't confront the Pharisees, he kept his eyes on God. When he was challenged by demons, he dealt with them, but all the time he kept his eyes on God. Whether it's early morning, midday, or the quiet of a small olive grove, Jesus always kept his eyes on God. He doesn't look to the storm, he looks to God. One of the hardest parts about following God is that you never have it all figured out. Because God is always calling us to the next thing, the next river, the next promise. God says, turn your eyes always forward. The book of Joshua tells how the people brought to the edge of that river the second time, who at one time crossed the Red Sea holding their parents' hands. This time, crossed this river holding their young children. We can look to the other side and keep our eyes on God. And after they got across that, they renewed their covenant with God, and they had their first meal of unleavened bread, unleavened bread, and cooked grain. And then after that, the manna disappeared, and they enjoyed the fruits and honey of the promised land. God can get us through our problems just like he got them through their problems to something even better. So I tell you, face the uncertain future with strength and courage. Because God does not change and is always with you. If you're standing at your river of problems and it's at flood stage, and you have the impossible crossing, trust in God. Will you take that step? Thank you. Let us pray. And I'm going to give a special prayer here. While I'm praying, and our heads are bowed, and our eyes are closed, I would invite you to say under your breath, silently, this prayer, line for line, as I read it. And you can repeat it after me. God, I trust in you. Lord, I trust that you are with me. Lord, I trust that you will sustain me. Lord, I trust that you will bring good from evil. Lord, I trust you with my family and my friends. Lord, I trust you with my health. Lord, I trust you with my future. Lord, I trust you with this church. Lord, help me keep my eyes, heart, and mind on you. In your name, amen.
that. Let's say the Apostles' Creed together. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven, is seated at the right hand of the Father, and will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Amen.